Hello, football fans. This is the 100 Yards Away podcast, episode two. I am your host, Jonathan Fernandez, ready to give you part two of the early NFL free agency 2020 period. So let's delve right into it, guys. Some very, very big news that just broke this morning. Mr. Thomas Brady is leaving the New England Patriots. He is departing after 20 great seasons with the team. And this comes as not a surprise to most people, I'm sure. You know, there's been a lot of speculation the last few months that this decision would be inevitable after the 2019 season. And so we are finally here with the decision. He he did make a post on Instagram confirming it and breaking the news to everyone, all his followers and so forth. And so here we have it, you know. This is this is big. This is almost like this is the closest thing to Jordan leaving the Chicago Bills Bills, I tell you. And you know, there's been a lot of uh there's been a lot of information regarding his um alleged rocky re- relationship with Bill Belichick the last few years and how he doesn't feel appreciated or or whatever the case may be. I mean, we don't have a lot of lot of details, guys. Let's just be honest. You know, the Patriots are as secretive as any team in the, in in all the sports, Bill, Bill Belichick is as secretive as any human being probably on earth. So at the end of the day, we may never know what the true cause of this came down to. You know, I'm sure money may have been a part of it. And let's face it, you know, Bill, I think really Bill Belichick did not want Tom Brady back with the New England Patriots at the end of the day. With the very least, wanted him on on a certain number when it came on a certain number when it comes to contract details. You know, he wasn't going to pay him the huge money that he would have garnered elsewhere. And that, you know, I'm sure, you know, he had all other plans going forward. You know, he was looking into the future, maybe thinking to himself, you know, you may have taken a, a step back last year and you are 42 years old going on 43 before the 2020 season starts. At some point, we're just going to have to cut ties. At some point, you know, you can only ride this this thing for so long before we have to move on. And, you know, as Bill Belichick, what, how he does, you know, no one is excluded from being cut from the team, no matter how great they are or what their greatness is or what they've done in the past. You know, he's always known about cutting players a year too early than a year too late. And so this took into place with Tom Brady. You know, a lot of people are speculating he should have been the only exception. You know, he's a legend. He should have gone out on his own terms, stayed with the only team he's been for two decades. But, you know, business is business, guys. This is where the business part comes into play when it, when it comes to not just the NFL, but sports in general. You know, there isn't much loyalty at the end of the day. Although one day in the future they can reconcile. But that, that's a different story for a different day. Um, you know, to, to just to reflect back on Tom Brady's career, you know, it's 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 been a remarkable one. You know, from a sixth round pick to uh, six Super Bowl championships. <laughs> you know, I'm a Colts fan. I'll tell you, he's arguably the biggest reason why you know the Colts didn't win multiple Super Bowls back in the Peyton Manning, Tony Dungy era, if you will, in the in the 2000s decade when the Colts had a phenomenal team then and were able to compete with the Patriots on most on most of those years um but yeah i'd say all of those years by the way but yeah you know he he's a reason why there was several other teams you know that could have had their first championships that didn't win it you know you know the carolina panthers the atlanta falcons of course as you guys know about that um you know this guy this guy has been absolutely remarkable and 
you know, it'll be interesting to see where he takes his 21st season elsewhere, where he takes the remaining of his career, maybe two or three years elsewhere. It'll be interesting. There are several teams that he'd be a good fit for and, that, and several teams that would absolutely approve upon greatly just to have him as, as their quarterback and not just his skills, but his leadership and his knowledge and, you know, the maturation process he can provide for the young players on the team that he's working with. Um, and as for that, you know, let's, I'd like to delve into that a little bit. You know, the Los Angeles Chargers and Tampa Bay Buccaneers have been two hot names around there. You know, I'm sure the Bears could be a solid fit, as, you know, but first I'd like to start with the Los Angeles Chargers. Personally, I think this guy would fit best in that organ, organization above any other because they have, first of all, I think, you know, the weapons that he that they have in Los Angeles super exceed any weapons they currently have in Foxborough right now. You know, Keenan Allen is a spectacular wide receiver that doesn't get enough credit. Mike Williams is a, is a great number two wide receiver who can, who can, you know, who can play down the field and who's an explosive wide receiver along with Keenan Allen. You know, Hunter Henry, he's one of the better tight ends in the NFL. You know, you have the three, three great weapons there to throw to. Offensive line may be somewhat shaky. I'm not so sure, especially with letting go there, left side blind tackle, left tackle, excuse me, Russell Oku. But I think they can make do with that. You know, they do have an early pick in the draft, I'm sure. You know, I'm sure they can easily go uh, offensive tackle with one of the quality tackles that they have in this draft to be uh, Brady's blindside protector. So that can work out for them. Um, or maybe someone in free agency like a Brian Bulaga. They can, they can sign to be their new left tackle of the future. But Anthony Flynn is a leader of men. You know, the players love him. I think him and Brady would gel well. He'll be a breath of fresh air for Brady, and where Brady could just be more of, bit more of himself and not just have somebody be so much of a hard ass on him, if you will, the way Belichick can be with any of his players, as we all know. Um, and with that, also a, a great, a solid defense, a solid defense that can compete. You know, I know, I know Patrick Mahomes. And the Kansas City Chiefs are there in the AFC West as well, and they are the team to be unquestionably, even with Brady's arrival in Los Angeles, if that were to happen. But, you know, the road to the Super Bowl in the AFC as well is easier than the NFC. The NFC is to this day is still superior. Although that gap, that gap has closed a bit in the last two or three years, the NFC has shown to be superior to the NFC based on the quality amount of teams that they have. You know, for crying out loud, the New Orleans Saints a 13-win team was not granted a first-round bye. What does that tell you guys? What does that tell you? You know, enough said in that regard. As for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, guys, you know, Bruce Arians, the quarterback whisperer who's worked with the likes of Peyton Manning, Ben Roethlisberger, Andrew Luck for one season, has, has um, resurrected Carson Palmer's career to superstardom for a short amount of time in, their t in his time in Arizona. I mean, he's done as great of a job as anybody has done in NFL history when it comes to quarterbacks. You know, and you say, yes, Brady, you know, he's, he's done everything he, a quarterback can do. And, and being, him being at 42 years of age, you know, he may be on the slight decline. But, you know, you may never know. Bruce Arians may know some stuff that Tom Brady doesn't know. And so they can bounce ideas off each other. I'm sure in some way or form, Bruce Arians can be an asset to Tom Brady's uh, you know, passing game and his skills. 
I'm sure he can. You know, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers also have, I believe Chris Godwin is his name, the number two receiver next across, across from Mike Adams, of, as you know, is one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. Those two can absolutely play. You know, they're just as explosive as Keenan Allen and Mike Williams over in Los Angeles. Um, you know, they have uh, tight end O.J. Howard, who has yet to break out into the star tight end that he's, he was expected to be uh, three years ago coming out of the 2017 draft as a first-round pick. I'm sure he could really uh, elevate his game in the maturation process along with, the uh, again, Chris Godwin and uh, Mike Evans. And, you know, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are not a bad team. You know, 7-9, and nine, when you consider, you know, the big difference, I think the huge difference for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going forward, if they were to get Tom Brady compared to having Jameis Winston as a quarterback, is turnovers. 35 turnovers is going to make you lose a lot of games. I mean, they were, they were fortunate not to lose more than nine games, to be quite frank. When you turn over the ball 35 times as a quarterback, I mean, Jameis Winston, I mean, I mean that's pretty awful. No, no amount of yards or touchdown passes can overcome such bad play in that regard, you know. You know, 5,000 yards, 33 touchdown passes are great numbers if those turnovers are cut in half, at least. Um, but, you know, I think Brady will give his offense a lot more chances to to get in field goal range if or in, in touchdowns too, not just touchdowns. You know, in field goal range as well, you know, instead of having to cough up the ball to the other team and have so many momentum shifts go towards the other, other team making big runs at you. You know, I think that'll be the very big difference. Um, so I think that'll, that'll work out very well over there if it goes there as well, no doubt about it. Although, it's the same thing, you know, when it comes to, um, to the superior team in the division, you know, I think the New Orleans Saints would still be the top dog in that division. They're still a championship team led by a championship quarterback with a phenomenal wide receiver and a great running back and a solid defense that can compete with some of the best offenses in the NFL. And the NFC, the road to the Super Bowl in the NFC is tougher. It is tougher still, guys. It is tougher. So we'll see, but that is a good fit I'd recommend for Tom Brady as well, if not Los Angeles. Chicago Bears, you know, that's a, that's a sleeper team right there. You know, that is a sleeper team. When you consider, you know, their defense is still one of the best defenses in the NFL. That can give Tom Brady a chance towards the end of the games if it comes down to the wire and not have Tom Brady play Superman at this stage in his career, you know. I think they have, um, their weapons are not as good, though. I'll have to say, you know, they're more reminiscent of the weapons they had in New England, which was a big... Um, Reason why people were t saying Brady took a step back. I don't necessarily think that was the case. This is the worst group of weapons he's had in a little while. Remember, you know, no Rob Gronkowski, no, uh, no wide receiver or tight end that commands a lot of respect or, or a double team, if you will. The Chicago Bears don't possess those kind of weapons. But if they could work out something in the draft and bring in some young talent and maybe a wide receiver in the draft that's still out there, you know, I'm sure... That wouldn't be a bad fit, although I do not recommend that place too much. But that's all I have to say for Tom Brady, guys, in that regard. And so now next, we want to move on to another great quarterback. Some news there, no surprise here, not much to say. Drew Brees resigns with the New Orleans Saints for two years, $50 million, guys. Two years, $50 million. Not bad for a quarterback who still has a decent amount of of football left in the tank, of quality football left in the tank. 
you know, I think it's this is the best way for them to go in this small window that they have left to win a championship with Drew Brees at quarterback. And let's see what New Orleans does within the next two years or so. You know, they've had several championship heart, several heartbreaks in the playoffs the previous decade, starting with 2010 season and ending in the 2019 season. They've had like four or five different very tough breaks and playoff exits. But let's see how they bounce back from that adversity, you know. Oh, Philip Rivers here. Philip Rivers signing with the Indianapolis Colts for one year. You know, this guy's a Colts fan. I'm not, I don't mind this move. I don't mind this move. Put it that way. I'm not crazy about it, but I think it, he is a little bit of an upgrade above Jacoby Brissett. You know, hopefully he can have a bounce back year, win comeback player of the year in 2020, just like he did in 2013 after having a, a down 2020, excuse me, down 2012 year. Hopefully he can win comeback player of the year and improve drastically from last season. You know, Philip Rivers' turnovers was a big problem for him as well. 23 turnovers total, 20 interceptions. And that's not going to win you many football games, ladies and gentlemen. That is not going to win you many football games in the National Football League. It's, like, it's certainly not going to get you into the playoffs unless the rest of your team is just absolutely phenomenal, but which wasn't the case with the Chargers. Um, you know, I think he'll bring an, uh, an excellent uh, amount of leadership, even more leadership than Jacoby Brissett in his experience to help the young guys on that, on that offense. You know, I think Paris Campbell will make a good, uh, jump in year two, assuming he stays healthy. So he has a quality wide receiver there and T Y Hilton, if he stays healthy. I think he'll still produce big numbers at 31, 30, going to 31 years old this upcoming season. So he has that working for him. And of course, you know, in the draft with a heavy talent in wide receivers, Chris Ballard can pick up somebody in the sec with two early second round picks there. You know, I'm sure, and I'm sure there'll be a, a first round wide receiver talent in the sliding in the second round or you can select from. And of course, the main thing for Philip Rivers that he didn't have in Los Angeles was a great offensive line. The Colts possess arguably the best offensive line in football. And I think, you know, for him, this is a great fit for him more than anything because he won't have to be running for his life around or inside the pocket. Obviously, as you all know, Philip Rivers is not a very mobile quarterback, so he must be a sitting duck in the pocket to be at his best. And the Colts can absolutely provide that for them, assuming they stay healthy just like they did last season. And I, ex I expect good things to come from Philip Rivers. I absolutely do, you know, especially with the young roster that we have now in Indianapolis and the ascension that we're expected to take and to go up to the next level. You know, we have a chance to win the division this upcoming season. Absolutely. You know, we absolutely have a chance to win the division, especially with the Texans flop in that in that ter terrible, terrible trade that they had. And so, you know, we'll see what happens. I'm looking forward to that. Cam Newton on the trade block, guys. Cam Newton is on the trade block. There's been some friction, you know. There's been a he said, she said, uh bit of conflict going on here with the Panthers. Apparently, according to Cam Newton, Panthers making it seem like Cam Newton wanted to request a trade and Cam Newton saying basically, no, that's not the case. Stop with the wordplay. You know, I, you know, I love the Panthers. I want to be with you guys. But um, I don't think, uh, you know, I don't think a uh, fresh start would be bad for Cam Newton. You know, he's had uh, 
the last four years have been a, little, a bit rough for him since that Super Bowl run they made in the 2015 season. And with the signing of Teddy Bridgewater, you know, that pretty much gives it away, you know, that Cam Newton will be playing for another franchise after nine with the Panthers. You know, Teddy Bridgewater, ended up, by the way, he ended up signing for three years, $63 million, 33 guarantees. So he is their quarterback of the future. I'll get into that. I'll get back into that a little bit. But as for landing spots for Cam, I'm just I'm gonna give you one or two teams I think would be great spots for him. The Chicago Bears. For one, you know, Cam Newton has proved in the past he doesn't need a great amount of weapons for him to be great to be a valuable asset to a franchise. Remember in 2015, the Panthers losing Kelvin Benjamin at the time, who was one of the best young wide receivers in the NFL, did not have him for that entire season. Torres ACL a couple months prior, I believe a month prior to the season starting. And what did Cam turn that into? He turned that into a league MVP. He turned that into a 15-win season, regular season win season for the Panthers and led that team all the way to the Super Bowl where they came short to the Denver Broncos, of course. But, you know, very, very impressive to see what he did with that team with the lack of weapons that he had. And... I believe he could bring that same element to the Chicago Bears. You know, they don't have a lot of weapons, of course. You know, they, they don't have any stupid superstar wide receivers or or star or star running back on that team. Although Tariq Cohen is is a solid viable option on the running back position, but that may be the only viable option they have. And you know, Matt Nagy being an offensive-minded coach, I'm sure he can work with Cam and to elevate his game to the next level in one way or another. Mind you, Cam has never had I don't think he's had an offensive mind like Matt Nagy in his career. You know, Ron Rivera was a defensive-minded head coach as his head coach in, Car in in Carolina. But, you know, I'm looking forward to see what, what that happens and where he ends up going to. You know, the Chargers could end up pursuing him, you know, assuming they don't get Tom Brady because I know they're going for him first. But it'll be interesting to see what happens with Cam Newton there. Um. And you know, as for Cam, by the way, I think he still has a lot of football left in him. You know, I think people are writing him off. You know, the the injuries, you know, him being 31 years old, which is not old for a running back, but I think a lot of people have written Cam off. I think he's been an afterthought lately. And I think he'll be on a mission to prove all these doubters wrong. I know there's a lot of people on social media and in the NFL not giving him the credit, but I believe he feels like he should be getting or are praising him the way that he feels like he should be praised. And I know Cam Newton thinks thinks about that and cares much about that. I think he'll be on a on a mission to prove all his doubters wrong and to prove the Panthers wrong for passing up for deciding to move on from him. Um and speaking of the Panthers, you know, with the signing of Teddy Bridgewater, I'm not I'm not really feeling this too much. Is he really a better quarterback than Cam Newton? Is he a better option at this point than Cam Newton? I, I don't think so. He doesn't possess the skills, the passing skills, even the passing skills he doesn't possess as Cam Newton. He certainly doesn't possess the athletic skills to be a dual threat quarterback and beat you in more than one ways. You know, I think Teddy I think Teddy Bridgewater, you know, great for him. He got he got his money. He he had a good year with the Saints last year, but this the Carolina Panthers do not possess the same offensive weaponry that the the Panthers don't possess the same offensive weaponry that the Saints currently have at this moment. And I think that, you know, over time, 
<clears throat> over time, I think they may regret this decision to give him that kind of money. I think they'll regret a decision to not go after one of these young star quarterbacks in the upcoming draft, like a Justin Herbert or Jordan Love, or maybe even a Tua Tagovailoa. I think I may have said his last name wrong, but you guys know what I'm referring to. Excuse me, Tua. <laughs> so yeah, it'll be. It, it, I'll I'll be uh, on the lookout to see what the Panthers do this year. You know. You know, they have a new head coach, and we'll see uh, how that plays out. We'll see how that plays out as well. An offensive mind coach from Baylor. And we'll see how he does in the NFL going forward with this new uh, structure that they're trying to build in in Carolina. Uh, now on to uh, a, couple more, uh, a couple more quarterback news, excuse me. Marcus Mariota signs with the Las Vegas Raiders. Pretty odd to say Las Vegas Raiders, right? But um, terms have not been disclosed. May, I'm assuming maybe for one year. I don't think this is a move to uh, light a, a fire under Derek Carr's behind. You know, I think Derek Carr is def far more superior as a quarterback than Marcus Mariota has. You know, I you know he's a good. He's a, I'm sure he's a good uh, backup option to have in case something happens to Derek Carr. Or, you know, something, or John Gruden may just get up with Derek Carr at some point. I don't know what the case is with that exactly, but not a bad signing for the Raiders. Jameis Winston still on the free agent market, not garnering much, if any, attention. And, you know, as I'm thinking about this, it's it's pretty disappointing how they those two quarterbacks come out to be. You know, Marcus Merode and Jameis Winston were supposed to be two quarterbacks of the future going forward to basically take over. And, you know, be, be two of the quarterback stars in the National Football League. And in the last five years, they've, they've definitely underwhelmed big time. They have, not lived up, li they have not lived up to any type of expectations they were originally, that were originally set out for them to be realistic expectations at that, mind you. You know, they've come up short. Injuries have hampered them. But, you know, they've not produced well on the field. They have not elevated their own teams on the football field. And five years later, they'll be looking at backup roles. And, you know, it's a shame, you know, they, they've highlighted the disappointing 2015 uh, draft as it is. And, you know, it's it's crazy, you know. But maybe one day, maybe in the near future, both of those guys may be able to pull for Ryan Tannehill, a guy who who's supposed to be a start starter and up being a backup after not performing to the level he was expected to perform at. And look, it had a great playoff run, and now he's getting paid big bucks. So I'm sure Mark Smirnoff and James Wilson are looking to um, repeat that path for themselves and to so they can resurrect themselves and be a star quarterback for a team in the future, another team in the future, as they move on from their current franchi franchises. Um, some non-quarterback news here. Malcolm Jenkins, after six years with the Philadelphia Eagles, a very solid staple of the Eagles secondary and arguably the heart and soul of that defense is out in Philadelphia after six years. You know, started all 16 games, all six years for the for the Eagles. You know, he's been a huge asset, a key part, piece to the 2017 defense and winning the Super Bowl. Remember, he's the man who had knocked out Brandon Cook's cold out of the Super Bowl 42 against the New England Patriots. And that, I'm sure, had to, had to play a good, big reason as to why they won the Super Bowl. Brandon Cooks was no slouch with the Patriots then. You know, he was a very viable option for them outside of 
um, outside of Rob Gronkowski. And so, yeah, so he is out after six years. They declined his, uh, his, his option, and he will be with another franchise. And I'm sure at 32 years old, I'm sure he could still provide a great um, element of leadership to a defense, especially to a young defense that may need it, and a key piece in the secondary that can still play, I'm sure. And as for episode two, that is all I have for you. That is part two of the free agency 2020 period. I will come with a third part in the early part of free agency. There's still a lot of news that needs to be put out there. And I will catch up with you guys soon. Peace.